Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. <laughs> I'm Andrew. This is Josh. This is Lee. Three guys this week. Lee is, is back. Here. He's after. back. Yes. I, I got You've only done it once. On. I've done it more than once. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you make it sound like my honeymoon. I've done it more than once. <laughs> Lee's been a... Uh, uh, the, the shackles of, of good fatherhood oh, thank you. the last uh, few weeks and months. So he's been uh, uh, stuck in the suburbs with on the field, soccer. soccer and stuff. Yeah, Hope, hoping that your your children's opponents win, so you have less of an obligation. <laughs> sure, I'm rooting against my kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been spending this whole season rooting against my kids. Yeah, so oft, often we'll we'll record in the afternoon, and he's busy. Oh, oh. Cool. After Andrew specifically told us to not move I'm around. I'm just worried that he's not uh, loud enough. Loud yeah, enough there we go. In the mic. There Even though go. you have the loudest voice. Uh, so yeah, so Mel is off. I think Mel's sick tonight. I've tried to get in touch with her all day. She was saying she wasn't feeling well last night, so hopefully we'll hear back from her soon. But uh, I think she may have had some summer bug last mm. night. But we'll fill in for her. And, and uh, what we're going to do... So as we speak, we were supposed to be chatting uh, with... Julia, I believe last name is pronounced Marchese? Marches? Marchesi? Marchesi? Marchesi sounds good. Marchesi. Yeah. That'll be the first question. So she was just a little bit busy. Uh, so we're recording two podcasts in a row. This one will go up this week, which is the week of June 24th to 30th. And then the next one is going to go up next week as just an interview with Julia talking about her film out of print. Uh, I'm out of town next week, so that works out very well that we have a filler to put in next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it'll be, it sounds like an exciting filler. An exciting filler. I've, I've seen like the film. Twinkie. Andrew's seen the film. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so two out of three of us have seen it, and it's of interest to Lee, besides for just a movie that he programmed, is that it's a 35-millimeter nerd movie. Right. You guys saw it because you invested, and you got to see it earlier. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I chipped in a couple bucks to the, to the Kickstarter Man, it seems like quite a while ago. A couple of years ago, maybe. Maybe a bit less. But um, it's good. It's filled with lots of cool interviews. Yeah, I actually stopped watching. I have an online screener that I can pass around to Auto Press. Yeah. And I started watching it on my laptop. And like, I thought like I was robbing myself, right? Yeah. Because it's a 35mm film uh, made about a documentary made about the love for 35. So I thought, I'll just wait and watch it at the Mayfair. Like everything else. Yeah, I'm definitely going to come check it out so I can see I'm it. still waiting for Batman vs. Superman to come here. Oh, what? I still haven't seen it. Wait a minute, it's not coming? Okay, good. No. <laughs> I just read a thing. I was you know, I don't want to besmirch the fine people at Warner Brothers, but... Oh, go ahead. I can't help but read about Batman vs. Superman. And the latest thing is Zack Snyder seems to be coming out and, like, backpedaling against himself and being like, oh, yeah, these last two movies were horrible. We're going to fix it for the next one. And I was like, how do you keep on getting hired? I yeah. don't understand. By firing yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Because now he's done... Well, before Man of Steel, he did Watchmen, which I don't think was a big financial hit. Right. Uh, he did that, I think for Warner Brothers, that animated owl movie. Remember that one? We screened it here. Oh, yes. Night, what was it called? The, the Talking Owl movie. He yeah. did a Talking Owl yeah, movie. Yeah, I remember that. That didn't do very well. And they needed Sucker Punch, which didn't... I'm, t- I'm talking purely financially. Yeah, didn't I don't do know well. why he's still making films. So that's three Warner Brothers movies in a row, and then... Because he's a genius, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Man of Steel made some money. Batman vs. Superman made some money. But seemingly nobody liked them. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Those movies are terrible. 
All I know is I'm a Batman fan, and if you would have gone back to like ten year old me and said, "There's a Batman Superman movie," and you just didn't go see it, I'd be like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the future is nigh, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm quoting naked Nicholas. Oh, yeah. The future is nigh, bro. Well, yeah, it's it's strange that they keep hiring um, either mediocre filmmakers or filmmakers who just can't tell stories in Hollywood, like Michael Bay yeah. and Zack Schneider's. Yeah. It's hard to pluralize his name. And, um, yeah, it's funny that they can't just let go of these filmmakers. Well, I, I always get mad at people when they say kind of the blanket statement of, um, oh, there's nothing good this summer, nothing good, whatever. And it's like, no, there's good stuff. You just didn't go see it. Because there, there's, whether it's something really weird like Lobster mm-hmm. or um, what was the music one we just screened, the, the high school one, Sing Street? Is that what it's mm-hmm. Sing Street? Or um, did you see Sing Street? Cause I, I didn't. I, I didn't. really liked, it. speaking of, of if we're grouping good films, I yeah. don't want to see. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sleeping Giant, I thought was great. Yeah. The Canadian film. So there's stuff out there. Yeah. But I was just thinking to myself, you know, Jack Snyder is probably directing Justice League because yeah. he's under contract. Yeah. But can't you get him, like, to clean up the toilets? And <laughs> yeah. like the, wa- the men's washroom instead of having him direct movies? <laughs> or, like, go get let him direct, like, a $10 million horror movie just to kind of pay yeah. him less and less of a, of a, of a risk or yeah. something like that. Instead but, of screwing up a tentpole movie. Yeah, that because... your whole studio's depending on. Because, like, from... Who's, who's Transformers? Paramount? Like, yes. So from their point of view, to be fair, they're like, yeah, but Michael Bay's directed four movies that made a billion dollars each. So yeah. it's like, okay, but people keep going to them. And then we live in a world where, you know, Scott Pilgrim didn't make any money and that was great. But Fast and the Furious does. Yes. So there's eight Fast and the Furious movies. And going to be ten. Like, go back to, your, when you're going back in time, tell your son about yeah. that. Or tell your son <laughs> yeah. about that. Yes, don't, don't go see that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always come to the defense and saying like, Look at a Mayfair schedule, mm-hmm. uh, and there's stuff there. Whether you want something really weird or a period piece or a kids movie, like yeah, we're in the position now where we can almost show everything we're showing is I think is worth seeing. Yeah. We don't have to show the crap. Yeah, you know, we can leave Batman versus Superman off our schedule. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something always worthwhile seeing movies here, and I I've seen movies at the Mayfair that I didn't like, but I felt was worth watching. We're glad you saw watching it. on the on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when we do show something kind of mainstream, it's Star We're Wars or Mad Max. Glad you said Mad Max. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, it was like that at the Bytown. I remember working at the Bytown years ago. And we, I was working one night, we sh- and the Bytown showed Face Off, John Woo's Face Off. <laughs> right. And the people were scratching their heads coming in, but I'm like, it's freaking great. Yeah. That's why it's on. So, like, sometimes when you see a movie like that, it shouldn't be, like Mad Max. I hope that tells someone out there who's a Mayfair patron. Yeah. Oh, it must be good. Yeah. Like, well, I, I thought to myself, oh, if Face Off is at the Bytown, it must be good. Yeah, we didn't just, that's not just filler. Yeah. Well, because, like, in, in my youth, in my, like, I lived here in high school for, like, mm-hmm. five years. I lived here. And it was a really interesting time for the theater because it was, it was all double bills. Yeah. Often nonsensical double bills. Because mm-hmm. at any time we play something, that people are like, oh, why are you playing that? I uh, My go-to example is always like, I saw Bird on a Wire here. You know, like it, it's the showing yeah. kind of mainstream stuff every once in a while or stuff that isn't, you know, zombies or Rocky Horror is nothing new. Yeah. But I saw 
like Monty Python here and David Lynch and John Woo was introduced to all mm-hmm. that stuff here, but at the same time saw some pretty mainstream stuff. But that was the days of, of double bills and just kind of, I think... Mayfair Theater was like a crack whore back then. It was, yeah. It was like, <laughs> Everything was going through yeah. it. <laughs> and you look at some of those old programs and they're, they're nuts. Like, it'll be like, yeah. you know, fire walk with me with whatever the new touchstone romantic comedy was. They would just slap them together. Pretty woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and so now, like, it's... But even further back, the Mayfair, when the Mayfair started doing the double bills when the Mayfair became a porno theater for a while but it yeah. became a, a, a cinema with a monthly program in right. the early 80s yeah uh, it was only open uh, uh, it was only open I think Thursdays Fridays and Saturdays right and uh, Sundays Mondays Tuesdays and Wednesdays it was just if they can get a rental they'll you know if they can get a Chinese rental or an Indian rental they'll oh, be yeah. open but they were only open three days a week at the big, like early early on right which was funny um that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it might have just been through my point of view, because I think a lot of times I was coming here on, like, Friday and Saturday. But in the in the 90s, they seemed to be doing well. And then when I went off to college, they became, like, a real second-run house. Like, it's seemingly yeah. less less of your your midnight movies and less of your art the house Rainbow things. opened up around then. Yeah. And yeah, it changed a little bit. Rainbow opened up, and then there the the multiplex in Orleans became a second run house. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there wasn't just the Mayfair to go see a cheap first yeah. run movie. Uh, there was all these other places. Yeah, uh, yeah, the dynamic change. I mean, this year was always complaining that there's too many cinemas in Ottawa. I t- you know I talked right. about this year they still say that to me there's too many movie theaters in Ottawa there's not enough people there uh, used to be a lot of movie theaters in Ottawa yeah I guess a lot of them now have, cl- have closed yeah I don't uh, think downtown there's Lansdowne Bytown and Mayfair that's it but like the suburbs are just teeming with it mm. and um, yeah it, it, I guess th- maybe maybe that's why the Mayfair failed you know like because of places like the Rainbow yeah like, you know where it was even cheaper to see a movie mm-hmm. um because yeah. now, like, I don't know... I, I keep on meaning to see if we could do a kind of informal postal code tally. Because I, I think a large percentage is the neighborhood who come of here. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, like, big percentage. Uh, so often, when we do show something mainstream, it's people who wouldn't go to the multiplex anyhow. Mm-hmm. And... We get a handful of people come from far away, but I think a lot of it is is we should give out free passes to people who live in specific yeah. postal codes <laughs> in Canada or Orleans just yeah. to get people out here. Hey, this month if your postal code is K one E three N one, it's free movies free movies for, for a month. Yeah, yeah, and go around. We should probably have this conversation in private, right? <laughs> <laughs> on whatever this is, radio, yeah. radio. No, yeah. this is the opinions expressed on this podcast may not necessarily come true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I always think of that, of, of, like, when it went from, like, when was it a porno theater? Like, uh, 77, 78. I thought it went into the 80s. I, th- but it was I don't think it years. lasted very long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was only, like, two years. And then it was, became slowly creeping towards what it's become. Right. And... But, like, back in the day, was it a first-run house? Like, way back. Yeah, like, there was many movie palaces on Bank Street. Yeah. It wasn't. It was the Mayfair and the Imperial Theater mm-hmm. and the Rialto. Yeah. There was a few. Um, and, yeah, it was showing. I mean, a movie would come in and stay here for a month. Yeah. 
right? Um, but those are like the there was nothing else like that. That was yeah. when people came to the movies like crazy. I think the Mayfair is open today. I think one of the things that helped us continue, like we took over a failed business, mm-hmm. is getting rid of those double bills. Oh yeah, yeah, and then and and splitting up the. Uh, well, and anytime people complain, which is rare, but when people complain and or nicely ask for double bills, yeah, always kind of point out that that even a couple of years ago doing like a diehard double bill, diehard might be packed, might yeah. be like 300 people. Yeah. And then it would go down to like 40 people for diehard too. So people would say like, oh, but you make money off candy bar. It was like, yeah, but 250 people left. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. but then you would see that when we play something, you and know. It's not Die Hard 2. It's not Die Hard 2's fault. No. It's the people don't want to sit and watch. They don't want to sit and watch two movies. They want to go home and check out what's on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, attention spans seem shorter, even yeah. when, like, once or twice a year, we'll do a triple bill for fun, and we have one coming up in the near future for Star Trek, but every time we show something, someone will pop up on social media and say, like, whatever, when we get the new fill-in-the-blank movie of an actor or a filmmaker, they'll say, oh, you should do a double bill. And, like, when movies screen Mad Max, people are like, oh, you should do, like, a Mad Max day. And we're like, that's great on paper. Mm. And if 300 people <laughs> came to see four films in a row and, you know, bought a drink every two hours, yeah. of course. But it, it just wouldn't work. Like, it just... I feel like we need to show something for De Palma. When we show the, the premiere, when we premiered De Palma yeah. a few weeks. Well, what would be available? Oh, all of his movies are just yeah. about available. Really? Like Blowout and Dress to Kill? and Yeah. But will people come? I sure hope so. Well, we showed Scarface, Scarface. and yeah, we nobody showed, really came. Yeah, and we thought right. like, we everyone that. loves that movie. We should show that in that case, Raising Cain. Yeah, <laughs> or, or redacted. <laughs> bonfire, bonfire of the vanities. Yeah, you know, the, the, if no one comes to show shit, <laughs> it's always tough too because it's like, do you have the mindset of, like, splitting things up a bit more? Like, say, if we showed De Palma one week, and then one of his films before or after to right. give people more time, or do you show it back to back and will people stay? Like, it, it's like in Halloween we do pretty well with showing yes. like like um, um, genre movies four times or so. Are the big, you know, it, 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 we do okay in Halloween because, of, you know, the, the largest campus, yeah. university campus in North America is just a couple of blocks away. Having De Palma in the summer without that, without that campus closed, or the yeah. residence gone at least, doesn't make I mean, it's more risky. Yeah. I would, you know, I'd love to do a whole month of De Palma. Oh, yeah. You know, except for casualties of war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe one. Well, even I remember, like, like, like year one with the like James Bond festival. Yes, seems to do really well. Oh yeah, we did six years. It was six six years. And then and then it just kind of petered out. It just as kind soon of, as the thirty five millimeter prints left. Yeah. We used to show every January at James Bond Film Festival. Yeah, and we did it for six years, and we brought in these 30, great thirty five millimeter prints that MGM owned. Yeah, and then MGM Canada closed. They shipped their prints back to the UK or destroyed whatever was left. Yeah, and. Yeah, <laughs> I lost interest in watching Blu-rays of, of, of those movies on the big screen. Or it didn't seem, it didn't seem revelant, revenant, revelant, 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 relevant, relevant, relevant. Yes, relevant. Thank you. That's my new fee pronunciation. Just con, the, con, concentrate, concentrate. To continue with the James Bond festival, I guess we could, but 
And there were a few people who said, where's the Bond Festival? But now it's like... And Hitchcock. We did Hitchcock festivals yeah. that did well. Yeah. But it's, it's just like kind of balancing that supply and demand because, yeah. like, if we do cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons, three or four times a year, but some people say, do you do that every Saturday? And we're like, oh, no. Like, you kind of... It's almost like, like a, a live act, like a stand-up comedian yeah. will roll through a town once a year, maybe twice a year. But you don't want to come every weekend. You have to have yeah. that space, you know. Someone should have told that to Crispin Glover when he came to second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Crispin. Yeah. Uh, did Andrew tell you who he's seeing in the concert in Nashville? No, oh, I'm seeing Louis C.K. in, in Nashville. Oh, in like cool. Three weeks. Who's he? What is there a <laughs> festival or just him? It's just him at uh, the Bridgestone Arena. That's pretty cool. I hope he notices you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes fun of you for two hours. Yeah, that's cool. I got to go to the, uh, what's it called? Comedy Cellar? Last time we were oh, in really? New York. So I felt like I was in an episode of Louis. Because oh, it, really? It's, that, that's the one downstairs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Great club and, and, and very easy. You got to reserve your space, but it was like, you know, like a lot of things in New York, it's either the most expensive or like 10 yeah. bucks. So it was like 10 bucks and like a two drink minimum. And uh, it was, you know, God, like six or seven comedians, a really long, like we were there for like two and a half hours. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was that, that brick wall right from mm. the thing. And, and the Gwen talked with the, the bouncer who you see, like, in the episodes of Louie outside and stuff like that. So I so, remember in high school, I went to see Woody Allen. Yeah. And in university, I went to see Woody Allen. Yeah. The first time I went to see Woody Allen in New York City at Michael's Pub, Mia Farrow was sitting at the bar. Yeah. The second time, it was Sydney. <laughs> And that was at Michael's Pub, and we just showed up. We went on a Monday night, didn't reserve anything, oh, just sat down and watched it for yeah. two hours. And now my friend just got back from New York. He went to see Woody Allen, but he had to reserve like six months in advance, and it was oh. really expensive. Oh yeah, it was. Like, it's like a hundred and fifty bucks or something crazy. Uh, it is crazy. Uh, look, look what it, I think it was. I think I went when he, no one was going to see his Orion movies, and no one was seeing his <laughs> yeah. movies after he split up, split up with Mia Farrow. Yeah. But ever since uh, Midnight in Paris. Yeah, so match point. Match match point has gone bonkers for him. Yeah, it's yeah before midnight Paris. His films are doing really well now. He's a blockbuster. Yeah, it's like uh, they should, Zack Snyder should perform clarinet. And then Warner Brothers can decide whether or not they continue with the franchise in him. Yeah, Gwen and I contemplating going to see that because we were there and there was like an overlapping day, but it was like it would have cost us. I think it was like 150 bucks American a piece. Wow. So it would have been $300 plus, I believe there was like either like a food or drink minimum yeah, on top to, of that. Yeah, you had to order dinner. So it would have cost us like 400 bucks American right. to see Woody Allen, which is very cool. But I'm like, or we can, you know, with 400 bucks American, go to the zoo and go to a game and go to a this and go Fly to a Fly home and come back. Fly home, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a shame that it got... Super greedy. I think I think they change. He changed venues. It's not oh, like this okay. pub anymore. It's at this new place. Right. And the new place has become the greedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think before it was just a legitimate, just casual, like almost like be him like playing at Quinn's or Targ or something like I that. Picture the backstage after the show, splitting up their money, doing lines of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Losers. Laughing like us on Friday night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So much money. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> I can afford to be a jerk. That's Woody Allen. That's my Woody Allen. <laughs> uh, we can talk about other things. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. so let's get on track a little bit. We'll just 
uh, talk a bit about the movies we have this week. So, uh, yeah, so this is for the week of June 24th to 30th. We have, so right off the bat, we have two holdovers, uh, held over by popular demand, Love and Friendship and A Bigger Splash. I've seen all of Whit Stillman's movies, but I haven't seen this new one yet. So I, I came to see Love and Friendship uh, a few days ago. Uh, admittedly, I came to see it because I was like, gotta get in air conditioning. <laughs> I would have come to see a Snyder movie, but... Uh, it was like at least 100 people say that a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like him as a filmmaker too, and it's... Uh, I mean, it's it's very Jane Austen. It's 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 you know. This one's funny though. Witty, funny, yeah. Like it's not a a depressing period piece. It's a witty. There, there's a guy in it. I forget the actor's name, but he plays like the dumb guy, and he's laugh out loud funny. So it's got like you know really funny dumb guy, funny mischievous woman kind of pulling the strings back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I think it was last week or one of us said it was a, a big hat movie. Everyone's in a big hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But it was good, and it, it, uh, the crowd liked it, and it was a really good crowd for a, yeah, a, a Monday matinee. It's it was crazy. Just, yeah. I sometimes look at the numbers. June, July is our worst month. July, it's like a big empty garage here. No yeah. one comes to movies in July. June builds up to our slowest time of the year, yeah. and I can't believe the numbers on this film sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I want to, like, without sounding too pathetic, I want to, like, tweet, like, you're coming back, right? <laughs> There's no one here. We'll give you we show other movies, too. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's good, and, and it's really, I always kind of say, uh, we may have a reputation of a grindhouse cinema, which is true sometimes, but a lot of our bread and butter is the seniors, the seniors, the Helen Mirren movies, the Judy Dench movies, and these kind of period pieces. And uh, yeah, it's... Re- it, uh, it's Don't mess it with them. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's one we have hold over. The other one is A Bigger Splash, which I haven't gotten to see yet. Do you like full frontal nudity on men? Oh, hey. <laughs> on men? Yes. Oh. Male new front, new I don't frontal know. nudity. I like that in movies. So <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. That's why you held it over for a second week. <laughs> no, I like that cast. Yeah. I Tilda, love Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, mm. Dakota Johnson, Matthias Skowenart. What's the last? We just showed his other movie this week, uh, this month. Uh, uh, Disorder. Disorder, which is oh, great. Yeah. Which is, oh, it's yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really Disorder. good. He's yeah. like kind of like he's kind of like Turkish Tom Hardy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like you know you know he could be Mad Max. He could have all the roles that Tom Hardy has. Yeah. But instead, Tom Hardy's now in mainstream Hollywood movies, and he's doing what Tom Hardy used to do. He's yeah. doing all these great roles with a great cast. Ray Fiennes. Well, they were in the Drop together. The Drop. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, I want to see this. I want to yeah, see. So yeah. Good. So that's held over second week. Uh, Into the Forest. Uh, Canadian. Canadian, starring uh, Canada's sweetheart, Ellen Page. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a sweetheart. Yeah. But I think more importantly, it's directed by Patricia Rosema. Yeah. And uh, I've, I, I guess I've seen a, a few of her films at the Mayfair back in the day. Oh, yeah. But she, I, was, I was thinking about her, and I was thinking about English language can, uh, uh, cinema. She's got to be one of the top five English language filmmakers for the last like three decades. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. haven't changed. <laughs> no, it's always Cronenberg, Gatima, Goyen, Patricia was Don McKellar, and uh, David Cronenberg. I said him twice. Yes, yeah. so good. <laughs> yes, twice. <laughs> if you if you think about Quebecois cinema, you knock all those people out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Patricia Rosemont's great. She was in uh, the Mayfair Theater. Uh, 
Right now, they're in Ottawa. They're filming Michael's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, which is a series on CBC. Right. Season two. But season one, there was an episode directed by Patricia Rosema. She came to the Mayfair, Mayfair and she directed a scene here. She asked me to be in the, the, in the, in the yeah. scene, which was thrilling. Yeah. I ran downstairs and I grabbed our poster for When Night is Falling, this yeah. 90s lesbian drama that she made, which I love. And I got her to sign it, which is cool. But yeah, so I was really excited to see her new movie. Um, and uh, yeah, we're to bring it to the Mayfair. It's an end of the world movie. Yeah, it's kind of like sci-fi, but not heavy sci-fi. Yeah, it's like it's like it's, yeah, it's, it's a sci-fi film with no sci-fi. In it. Right. It's all like kind of like uh, that Don McKellar movie. Last yeah, night. it is. It is his last night. I told Phil at the Vitas that this is her last night. So this isn't the first Canadian apocalypse movie. Yeah, that's no. a very Canadian thing. Is like our apocalypse movies don't have Bruce Willis in spaceships. No, it's just people. People. <laughs> There is, it is set in the future, it is set, if, there's iPhones in the in the movie that are just pieces of glass in people's hands, oh, Okay. there's televisions with these cool laser monitors, just at the beginning, and then the power shuts down, yeah. and it's out for years, and the movie is how do these two sisters survive uh, in, in this cottage in the middle of nowhere, yeah. over the course of many years, um, yeah, it's fun. I like Ellen Page that she's... Going back and forth, like she will do Canadian stuff, yeah. little Canadian stuff, and then go do some big Hollywood tentpole movie. Yeah. But it's cool that she's she's not not uh, forgetting her roots. Right. And and if, if nudity is something that interests you in movies, then why come see Big Splash? There's something in oh, Into hey, the Woods that's <laughs> a little attractive to see in the movie too. No, I, I'm I'm trying to be coy or funny, but uh, it, it, it's it's worth seeing, and I love Patricia. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, High Rise. Which, um, who directed High Rise? Ben think. Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. Director yeah. of Sightseers. Sightseers. Right? Sightseers really is so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he directed some Doctor Who episodes of late. Oh, really? Yeah. And, wow. uh, but yeah, Sightseers was, it, uh, continues the track record of, for me, uh, anything with Edgar Wright's name on it is great. Because he, he was yeah. an executive producer on that one. Yeah, it, I just think it's like the wildest, the funniest serial killer movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And just... <laughs> Just I was like all in, and so yeah. I'm really looking forward to this one. It's it's I know it's based on a book from JG like Ballard forty years ago. It's based on a book by JG Ballard who wrote Empire of the Sun and Crash. Em- Empire of Sun is his biography of growing up during World War II. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So he J- so um, who's the star? Christian Bale's yeah. character is JG Ballard. Oh, okay. Before he discovered his penis. And once <laughs> yeah. he discovered his penis, his books changed, or his, his story changed. So this movie is about Empire of the Sun, it's about innocence. And every and I remember when I was a kid, I loved Empire of the Sun, the movie, the Steven Spielberg film, and and, and read the book. And then I wanted, oh, maybe I should read more <laughs> of these J.G. Ballard books. And they're all about sex and perversion. Yeah. And Crash is another film, not... Not the not the one with um, not the American one, San, the, Sandy Bullock. Not buttocks, not her. The one with David Cronenberg directed. James Spader. James Spader and Elias Cortez and all these. Good and your good buddy uh, Deborah Kerr Unger. <laughs> Deborah <laughs> Unger, yes, yes. Uh, God. So no, but it, it, the crash is great. But it, he's twist sexually twisted and um, yeah, high rise. If you if you're familiar with the works of J.J. Ballard, is something that that. And this one has. Has uh, Tom Hiddleston and mm. Sienna Miller. Tom Hiddleston, he played uh, Loki. Loki, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah and there, there were he, when this movie was coming out, he was rumored to be the new James Bond. Yeah, and I guess all that got debunked. 
Um, yeah. But I, I kind of went to see it, see it saying to myself, oh, he's going to be the new James Bond, but it became an internet rumor. Yeah, and it, 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 it's like everybody's the new James Bond. Yeah, I heard Angela Points get Whoa, the James Bond. <laughs> he's going to be the first black Bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, what else? Three, which was a last-minute oh, addition to yes. the schedule. Yes, we, it had is, a, we had a... Sorry, Josh. No, it's, it's, so it's like an actual like day-of-date premiere. Yes, I know. Which is cool. I know, I remember... I remember... What, it was an Ip Man was the last one? Yeah. Mm. Ip Man 3. So I was watching this before Ip Man 3 came out. We, sh- we showed a trailer, and, and Ip Man 3 was starting Friday, and it said the date starts, yeah. and the date was the day we were opening it. And I said out loud, that's tomorrow! <laughs> and everyone laughed. So yeah, here we got this new movie, Johnny Two's 3, that's actually opening nationwide this Friday. Only here. And I think yeah, we're the only Canadians. Yeah, the show. it's great though because I don't. I'm you know I love reaching out to the distributor. They're awesome. But we had another premiere light up for this weekend, mm-hmm. and it fell through. Yep. I couldn't get a confirmation from them, so I I, I was putting together a schedule without a premiere, and I thought, oh, here's a week we could use, could use one because I can't find anything really meaty in the nine o'clock spots, and Johnny Two's three. I I, was, I started surfing the internet. I went to some uh, movie websites, yeah, like first showings, and um, you know, and I saw its banner that Johnny Two's Three was opening across the United States this Friday. I'm like, what the hell? So I emailed the distributor. He got back to me right away. Said, you want to start it this Friday? <laughs> Changed everything. <laughs> well, just three nights, you know, and yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm so excited. I love Johnny Two. Johnny Two is really excited. I was thinking what was what what's really cool about Johnny Two as a filmmaker that it before in 1997 there was the handover. The British owned Hong Kong, right. and in 1997 they handed it back to China. And a lot of people living in China thought, like what happened in Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square, is that the tanks would roll into Hong Kong and every, it would go back to a communist city. And so a lot of filmmakers and actors before 1997, just, as, just before December 1997, left Hong Kong to go make movies in Hollywood. Jackie Chan, John Woo, Choi Hark, Ringo Lam, you know, Michelle Yao, movie stars, actors, actresses just fled because they thought they wouldn't have a capitalist uh, industry like filmmaking in their back pocket after the tanks rolled in. The tanks never rolled in. Yeah. Johnny Two was like probably the only premier filmmaker, one of the only premier filmmakers not to leave Hong Kong, to continue making movies in Hong Kong. And before 97, all his films were like like silly, chop socky movies, like The the Executioner and Heroic Trio. But because he stayed, he, became, he grew up and became this really cool, mature uh, filmmaker and his gangster films are some of the best in the world. He's like, he's he makes gangster movies today the way that uh, Martin Scorsese made it in the seventies and eighties. Uh, his films, I, I hope there's some people out there in Ottawa who think this is really exciting. Yeah, for me, Johnny Two, just his name, <laughs> it wants me to you know jump over my mother. Yeah. To get this movie. <laughs> and what was that? We screened. Uh, we screened drug drug war, war which was yes, amazing. Yes, yes. Just the the climax yeah. was worth it alone. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, glad yeah. So it's it's cool. always. I'm glad you're excited. Yeah, we got another Hong Kong movie coming up too. The Final Master. Oh yeah, which is in August. That's supposed and, to be really good. Yeah, it's got no one. In, it's got like no real major movie stars. Usually we have, you know, either Jackie Chan or Sam right. Hung or someone cool directing it. But this one's got nobody. But it's it's they're calling that it's like the best reviewed martial arts film this year, and a lot of people are saying it's it's going to change the way martial arts films are made. I'm excited to see it. Cool. Um, I thought I'd have to rent it on video from Chinatown, yeah. <laughs> be able to book it and show it at the big screen of the Mayfair, which is even more exciting. And the last movie to mention this week is our monthly kids club, and we're screening the 
animated classic, The Last Unicorn. Uh, that's Sunday the 26th at 1 o'clock. Uh, that's a movie that I had this false memory that it was like a heavy metal, like grown up cartoon because <laughs> I saw it when I was like yeah. four. But then it's like rated G. But I guess just because there's certain scenes of like an attractive lady and a scary dragon and stuff. When you see it when you're really young, it's a little bit more scary than it is. But it's it's one of those movies that it's not up on like the pedestal of like, you know, Jungle Book, but it has this following, yeah. this, this following of like very loyal viewers. And I remember the last time we screened it, which was about five or six years ago, maybe. Uh, unfortunately, although it was a really nice print, it was a print that was just destroyed uh, in terms of oh. like scenes missing. And the friend that oh, I yes. saw it with was, was like a super fan. And as the credits rolled, I noticed that it was only like whatever, like it was only like 80 minutes instead of 92. Mm-hmm. Like it was that much. And she leaned over and went, that was missing a lot of the movie. <laughs> so this one is the, the, the digital restoration. Right. Um, the uncut version. Yeah. <laughs> the Belladonna of Sadness. <laughs> yeah. Which I loved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah, that was a movie of, no, that, no matinees of Belladonna of Sadness. <laughs> well, we have the, sa- I have the soundtrack now at home. I, I oh, yeah. Online. I should play it before last, you know, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had this kind of windfall of kid movie bookings the last couple days where, so our, where are we now? June. So our July, August, and September will be The Dark Crystal. The Iron Giant, and Batman 1966. All very exciting, but why wouldn't Labyrinth be in there? I know! (laughs) Why wouldn't they give us Labyrinth? Labyrinth is on hold till November for some reason. Usually, that made me think, oh, there must be a Labyrinth sequel or remake. It's not available theatrically now until... It's so weird. It's weird. We want to give you money to show a movie. You don't want it? I mean, it it goes back to the, the, the Disney vaults where... Every time something comes out, like a few years back, the Tron 2, a ton of requests. Oh, you guys can show Tron. And I'm so surprised that people, especially kind of film nerds, don't know about the whole Disney Vault thing. Mm-hmm. But we're like, no, we can't show Tron. Or, you know, we can't show Empire Strikes Back. We can't yeah. show Fantasia. Yeah. But, uh... It's hard to show classic yeah. kids movies. Oh, I know. We're going to run out sooner or later. <laughs> By Christmas, we'll yeah, be showing done. The, the Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, yeah, because like all the Disney stuff, all the Pixar stuff, uh, every, everything that, you know, now even, it's horrible, but Willow went from one company that won't let you screen it to be bought by another company that won't let you screen it. Right, so, Willow's, yeah, I forgot Willow's not available. That yeah. Be, uh-huh. And, and, and that of course. was cor- Sony at one point. Yeah. Or Columbia, yeah. They, um, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. They, so they must be remaking Willow. Oh, Zack Schneider's Willow. (laughs) Or, like, a couple months ago, Lee said, oh, how about we show, like, Christopher Reeve's Superman as one of the kids' club? I was like, yeah, sure. And we couldn't, and it's all Zack Snyder's fault. Yeah, it must be out of the vault soon. Soon, so maybe we'll get to show that. Yeah, and there was the idea of showing the Ewok adventures. Yeah. (laughs) Which released the... I've come see those. Yeah. (laughs) There was released theatrically in Germany, but, yeah, no, they... Gone. Television on the big screen, it seems to be something distributors do not want to do. I just don't understand. Like, even the, 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 the small drop in the bucket that, that, you know, a couple hundred bucks from us going to Disney. Yeah. But there's enough Mayfair theaters around the world still. Yeah. That, and it doesn't hurt. And what I find, too, is, like, say back when we were showing, like, even right now, like, we, we, we screened Zootopia moments before Zootopia came out on Blu-ray. Like, I think three days before it came out mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. But I guarantee you... Like, of the... We had, like, a hundred and... More than a hundred people here for one of the screenings of Zootopia, and, like, 
50 of them were kids. And all those kids who like that movie, the first thing you're going to do is say, can you buy me that? Yeah. So I don't get why they think it hurts to show it theatrically when, you know, they'll go home and... I don't think the people I'm booking for really understand either. No. I'm dealing with basically secretaries. Yeah. Like, they don't go see movies. You know, they're nice ladies. Most of them are nice ladies, but I don't think they really understand it either. Yeah, it's weird. It's like working somewhere you don't want to be working. And that's what I'm talking to. Get a blockbuster video. Do you have Star Wars? Yeah. (laughs) It'd be like if I worked at, like, a, you know, a baseball card store. Yeah. And somebody would say, like, do you have, do you have, if we name one baseball team player right now, I dare you. <laughs> if we worked in a baseball card store. The, the one baseball card I want is, oh. and I can never pronounce it, Carl Ustrimsky with the big sideburns. Okay. You from, could... from that Simpsons episode. But even, oh. like, like. You just named more baseball players than yeah. I can think of right now. But even now, like, like, with a gun to my head, I don't know if I could name an Ottawa senator right now. Back in the day, I could. Back when that's why you and I are close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I could name in basketball. I could name LeBron James because he might be in Space Jam too. That that's why I can name. Is LeBron he the guy James. did really well? The he NBA just, championship. Yeah, they just won late, right? Like he must be getting so much tail right now. Oh, <laughs> you see Rihanna on him, right? We talk about movies, <laughs> but that guy I think's having a good weekend. <laughs> well, that, that that's the 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 even on social media there was all this nerd stuff of like. He won. Now you could do Space Jam Two, <laughs> and he was well. Actually, he was Space in... Jam Two was originally supposed to be Jackie Chan. What? When I was in Warner Brothers, and I met with Tom Knott. Tom Knott used to run the animation festival. Yeah, he's the director of the animation festival here in Ottawa. Then it went to Chris Robinson. Mm-hmm. Tom Knott left because he went to go work for the Warner Brothers animation department in Los Angeles. Okay, I was in Los Angeles. He asked me, "Hey, why don't you come out and I'll show I'll show you around the studio?" And they were animating uh, Osmosis Jones. Okay, and he said to me, "Yeah." He knew I was a Jackie Chan fan. He's like, guess what we're going to pitch this week? We're going to either do, the studio's either going to do a Scooby-Doo live action. Good, We're yes. going to do a live action movie based on Scooby-Doo. Or we're going to do a sequel to Space Jam 2. And I'm like, Space Jam 2? And he said, but start Jackie Chan. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> awesome. And then look who won. Yeah. <laughs> the live action Scooby-Doo won. And, and of course, th- that led to Zack Schneider being hired. And oh my God! <laughs> wow, that's a, it. All comes around. Yes, it's all Zack Snyder's yes, fault. Yes, it is. Even the movies when he wasn't a born, the shitty movies were made before yeah. he was born are his fault. Man, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> on that note, so uh, yeah, that that makes a good wrap around to wrap up things for this week. Uh, momentarily. We're going to chat with Julia, uh, which you'll hear about a week from now, maybe a bit sooner, whenever Andrew can put it up in about a week, and that'll be our fill-in one, and Andrew will fill you in on what we're screening next week, just Mm -hmm. after the interview. But uh, yeah, so check us out on all the normal social medias. Bayfairtheater.ca. The normal social medias. Don't dare change. (laughs) Try some of those abnormal. Don't go on the black black net. Yeah. Yeah, do we have a Tinder account? <laughs> we should. Yeah, I hear we're dating the bike now this weekend. And check out our friends at House of Targ for all their normal awesome stuff. Uh, what do they have in there? Oh, the Ghostbusters pinball. Go play that Ghostbusters pinball. Do they still have Lethal Weapon 3? I can't remember. They, they keep on switching stuff around. <laughs> the but... worst Lethal Weapon movie has a pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool. It's a gun for the, uh, for the pinball it's like, thing. They had the Phantom Menace pinball machine there. Not the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, audible.ca. Audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. Go listen to a book on us. (laughs) Go listen to a book. 
And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. See you later. I'm gonna-